So You Think You Want to Work in TV is brought to you by you. That's right. You guys support this podcast, and I rely on your donations to keep this train a-going. So please, go to so you think you want to work in TV.com, click on that upper left-hand corner where it says donate, and make a one-time donation, or visit our Patreon and become a monthly subscriber where you will absolutely get exclusive content. So uh, become a supporter, won't you? You know you want to. Welcome to So You Think You Want to Work in TV. This episode is going to make you want to do it. It's going to make you want to go all in. This is a conversation with my friend Brian Moses. He's the creator of Roast Battle. And I heard stories about how Roast Battle began. I knew it began in the belly room. That's all I knew. So I get to hear the real story from Brian about how it evolved how it was conceived, how it evolved, how Jeff Ross got involved and it becoming a TV show and now a TV show in the UK and now it's going into its third season. Like, forget about it. It's such a great story and Brian's so smart and so funny and such a good guy. Like, I, I could not be happier for him. Seriously, he's great. And you'll recognize him from the show because he's the guy going, let's roast. And he's, you know, kind of refereeing the thing and, you know, between the two comics. So you guys know what he looks like. Now you get to see what he's like when he's not on stage and just being a normal person with me. So uh, get to know my pal, Brian Moses, and uh, let me know if you want to work in TV. I'm going to say it's probably going to be yes. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Not much, Sharon. How are you? I'm good. It's hot <laughs> as shit outside today. It really is. It's like 90 degrees in January. Yeah. Oh, is it February? It's February. Sorry. Wow. Oh, that's right. It just became February. Yeah. White guilt month. It feels I good. <laughs> What'd you get me? Um, nothing. Oh, come on. <laughs> I got to think of something. I've been reposting as many things about, like, um, racism and like trying to go to school and the way people used to be black people used to be attacked by dogs and like I feel like that's what we need to remember yeah <laughs> no, no. that's where the guilt comes from right <laughs> well, I mean it's just like we it, people haven't always had their freedoms women haven't black people haven't right. it's you know yeah. I'm sick of it I'm fucking over it it's getting better. It's getting better. Hopefully. So let's talk about Roast Battle. <laughs> um, for the audience Brian Moses is the creator of Roast Battle hey. which is now a show on Comedy Central. Yes. Yeah, we're heading to our, into our third season sometime this year. Uh, we had two seasons prior, one 2016, one early 2017, and then this will be the third one, summer 2018. Fantastic. Yeah. So tell me the genesis of this show, because I feel like you were, is it true? I feel like you're the first person to have a roast battle show at the comedy clubs around the country. Yeah. That really yeah. took off. We started this gangster shit. Um, it started from a, I had an open mic. Because the comedy store stopped doing a uh, their open mic or their potluck on, I want to say Sundays. Yeah. And so a lot of guys stopped, like a lot of comics stopped coming. So it was kind of devoid of like new talent, you know. And you know, like with new talent comes, you know, guys who have rooms around, you know, town. And I was like, God, I'd, I'd love to have like a mic here to like, you know, maybe kind of, I guess not foster talent, but like you know, bring guys in that you know who aren't normally getting spots at this place. And maybe, you know, people will see them, whatever. Right. Um, and we can meet new people, you know, because I was, I was a door guy at the time at the comedy store. So then uh, I had this mic. And uh, to not make it boring, I would try to keep people in the room by, like, having segments that, like, other, like some of the newer comics would have or some of the open mic comics would have. And uh, one thing happened where it was an employee of the club, uh, a door guy, and then another, like, a new comic who was underage. And we didn't know that. He was coming for, like, months, and we had no idea he was underage. 
And then uh, the door guy came out and said, hey, that guy's underage. You can't be here. And then the underage kid was like, you know, I turn 21 next Wednesday and I'm going to come back and beat your ass. And we were all like, fuck, yeah, let's slap box, you know. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you guys come back next week and we'll slap box when he's 21. And uh, they just installed cameras in the, uh, in the belly room. In the belly room. So I was like, I can't these guys fighting. I'm going to lose the room. I was like, you know, how about we not slap box? And then how about we just like, you guys talk trash and then we'll all kind of like judge it like a, like a boxing match. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I, it was, it wasn't, I wouldn't say I created it, but for the most part, the inception happened in the room. And I kind of curated it. And then it's like, it's a community project. It's, there's so many moving parts. There's so many guys who have helped inspire or, you know, installed things that happen in the roast battle. Like the bit, like I love the wave. Mm -hmm. I miss, I got to tell you, I, I, I do love the Saudi. Yeah. Saudi, he's so funny. Yeah. I do miss Racist Corner. Mm -hmm. That was beyond well, hysterical. Racist, you know? It was so funny. Yeah. yeah, for those who don't know, yeah, we have a... Uh, we have this thing called the All Negro Wave, which is literally just a bunch of sketch artists who do these gorilla sketches with like within six to five seconds. They're not very long. They're just really like quick pops of like sketch artistry of like they could be props, they could be visual, they could be anything. You know what I mean? There's a DJ in the back who's who's got sound effects or even scoring the whole oh, thing Coach like a movie. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, like the How fastest did you find comedy Coach DJ. T? We grew up together. We were what? in a, yeah yeah we. Uh, we uh, I moved to I moved to, the, to um, this place called Richrose, California, and it had only two middle schools. Huh. And uh, I was in a jazz band or an orchestra, and he was in the in the other uh, schools jazz or orchestra. What instrument did you play? I played trombone. I played alto sax. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't play it. It was too tough for me. I was too frustrated. Really? I tried. Yeah. I I started out with alto sax, and I was because mm. it was so sexy. You know what I mean? And then I was like, which this is, is easier just for me to carry because I used to play yeah. the baritone horn, and I was really? like, it's too heavy. I'm that's four way feet too tall. Heavy. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So that's why I switched instruments. Yeah, at least you were dedicated. Yeah, I played the trombone because it was like six slides or seven positions. It was like it was easy, you know. Oh. And he played the stand-up bass. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we met through that. And then we went to high school together. There's only one high school in the town. It's a really small town. Ridgecrest, California. Uh, Ridgecrest, California. Yeah. Where is that? It's about three and a half hours northeast of Los Angeles. Oh. Like 250 miles outside of it. Oh, that's no bigs. Yeah, it's like it's it's the same place like they filmed Holes and parts of Star Trek and parts of um, Planets of the Ape. So that's where the Vasquez Vasquez rocks yeah, are. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, the Trona Pinnacles or whatever. Oh, it's called. yeah, yeah, right. Gross. Star Trek's been out there. It's, it's everybody's everybody, everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. If it's there's a monster in its outer space. That's where you shoot. And a lot of meth. Yeah, yeah it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's how we met, and then um, you know we all went off and did our thing as adults, and then he was quitting his job as a teacher. Up in Fresno, he was teaching, and then uh, I said, you know, I got this room. If you want to come just, like, practice your DJ stuff, you're getting trying to get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> There's the most adorable little girl trying to look in here, and she can't see us. <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, so, yeah, then he, uh, so he's like, oh, I'll do it. So he quit his job, he moved down, and he just started, like, coming, and he kind of learned the room. We all kind of, like, learned, each, you know, how we all work together. So the Wave and Coach kind of got in at the same time. And then uh, the house hater's been there since day one. And the house hater was Earl Skakel, mm -hmm. who played this, like, white nationalist. Right. Who was also, like, the booker of the club. He was playing the booker of the club. That's hilarious. Yeah. I miss him, too, actually, a lot. But, yeah, there's so many moving parts. And that some, so when I say, like, community project, that's what I mean. Like, there's so many guys who want to contribute and be a part of the thing, you know. Uh, there's, you have your judges who are, like, you know, people usually have TV credits or just, like, your comedy heroes. Then the backbone is the two people battling on stage who are basically just roasting each other. And then you have your house hater in the corner, your all Negro wave on the other side, and then you have the audience. And then we have you. Yeah, I guess I'm there too. No, you do. You chime in really good jokes. Nice. Like you, you always come out with like great zingers, 
like I'm t- speaking for the live show mm-hmm. especially, but like zingers in between, you know, when you're introducing them and then when <laughs> after they do a joke and Coach T plays a genius sound cue, yeah. like, I mean, he's so funny. And then you'll yeah. chime in something as well. I, I mean, you, yeah, you tie the show together. There's a rhythm. I mean, I, yeah, feel like I, rhythm, I, yeah. I call myself like a point guard. And, you know, and it's I'm, a nice I'm, I'm just I'm just passing the ball around. You know what I mean? Because there's so many moving parts. You know, you guys are battling. And then you have the judges judging. And then you have the wave doing whatever they're doing. And then you have the haters saying the most crazy things you probably couldn't say out of that room. Never. So, <laughs> yeah, and then you have the audience who are like a rabid dogs. You know? They're like rabid dogs. Yeah. I always wonder, like. How many rounds do the waitresses get to them before the show starts? Dude, I have no <laughs> idea. I feel bad for the people who serve those people. I <laughs> do. Because I mean, are they getting tips? It's like there's so much. There's so much just. There's so much going on adrenaline. in the room. Adrenaline, yeah. It's like I, I mean, you're like there's a lot of women in the room, so you, I even feel like they have t- uh, testosterone. You know what I mean? At the end of that night. Oh no, totally. The women yeah. in there are like, I want to tear people. I'm mad at men. I'm mad at the world. Mad at I want, yeah, yeah, they're mad point, at everybody. Yeah. yeah, and they just want to, you know, they just want to take out their angst. So how did this become a TV show? So Jeff Ross, I want to say about four months into the show, and we're kind of like, you know, we're still kind of fucking around in the belly room, kind of learning what the show is. Jeff Ross comes by, and he judges. And this was like December 7th. I remember the day. It was December 17th, 2013. And then December 18th, I get an email from Jeff, and he's like, I want to make this a TV show. Give me a call. So I give him my number. We talk to each other for like an hour. And he's just like, you know, I was going to move to New York. I wasn't going to stay in L.A. Wow. He's like, but I really love this show. Give me two weeks because Christmas is coming up. And if I decide to do it, I'm going to stay in L.A. And two weeks later, he's like, yeah, I I'm, 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 I'm want to do this. I want to produce this show and make this a TV show. And then he stayed. And then uh, it took some time to get to really develop it because at first when we were showcasing it to networks, we thought we had it all you know, figured out. And we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so it took a solid year and a half, I want to say, to like really sell it. To like to make it what it is, to, to like really get it cooked and really you know make it sing, um, and then we sold it after we went to Just for Laughs in 2015. So what was it that wasn't clicking? What was it, what were the adjustments you made that actually made it click for TV? Where networks were like, oh yeah, absolutely. We did a tournament at Just for Laughs, um, and we had like really big name comics for the most part, some newer guys, but like really bigger names and a lot of big name judges who were at the festival and really kind of took to it. So it kind of got a buzz that way just because the industry was up there. They were like, oh, this seems a lot of fun. And it seemed like every night was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was growing, right? So you had so many celebrities come out. People Jeff knew. Friends of Jeff that he knew. They were like, oh, you got to come to this show. So it was just like people just kept talking about the show. You got to see it because it's outrageous. So it was it was like Cirque du Soleil of comedy at that point, you know, because there's just so many things happening. So many people were coming to the event. Um, I mean, it was like a capacity every night. So I think just the buzz alone got... A few networks really like, like, oh, we can make this a thing. If, if they don't know how to do it, we know how to do it. So I want to say it was a tournament aspect, and then uh, it just felt tight at that point because we'd been doing it for, I want to say, it's two years. So that's I think that's what sold it was. We finally figured out how tight it got. We, we, we trimmed it down to one round instead of three rounds. We trimmed the jokes down to five jokes. Oh, interesting. So the rounds were longer. Rounds were three rounds. Three rounds of, like, I mean, you're talking about 12 jokes and maybe 16 jokes. You never knew. Wow. At first, it was like I let people go for a minute, um, but then people want to get their things in, and you know all these rebuttals. You know, a rebuttal wasn't a joke, and you had to really define and classify what jokes were and what jokes weren't. So it was really just getting it down to make it, give them a, a joke limit. That way, that's more of a time limit than I guess a minute would be or three rounds. So it was just easier that way. Right. So what did it feel like when you finally realized you sold a TV show? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I. Don't, I uh, 
yeah, I was like, I don't sleep on, I don't sleep on a couch anymore. You know what I mean? So that was great. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's it, it's like a lot of pressure on your back. You didn't know you had. You know, right. you're like, oh my god, I sold a TV show. This is great. Um, I can tell my parents. You know, I do comedy now. You know, that kind of thing. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. They can be proud, maybe. You know. So yeah, it, it, that was really it. It was, it was, it was that. But it was also. Oh shit! We sold a TV show, and now we have to like make sure it's good, and we don't embarrass ourselves. Right. So we treated every show like it was an audition for the next show, because like we were like, we don't know if we're gonna be on this, you know, next time. So. So, h- how hard was it for you to negotiate to be the host of the show? Because most people, if they, yeah. you know, if they're it's their first time out, they don't get to host their own show, and especially you did. with this one because this was like an hour special. This wasn't like a series, so it wasn't like you know a series that. I created, and you know, we're gonna do six episodes. This was like a big event they were having. And they were having like the biggest names in comedy come out. So it was like to have me be the host. And it was my first. Ho- it was my first gig on TV. Wow. There was no. There was no way they were gonna have me do it. I didn't think I was gonna get it. Um, but I've been doing it for so long. They couldn't see anybody else doing it. And Jeff Ross really, really, really protected me. He was like, he's got to do it. You know, I'll That's protect great. him. And yeah, he just really. He he. I, it's all Jeff Ross, man. If if not for Jeff Ross, I wouldn't be hosting it. So. So how long have you been doing stand up? Ten years. Okay. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Eleven years now. Eleven years. So, wow, interesting. So when you guys were shooting in, you shot the first season. The first season was all in L.A., right? And then the second season was in different cities? First season was in Montreal. Second season was in L.A. Oh, yeah. it was? Yeah, but we had a... Uh, Why did well, I feel like it was shot in all different cities? Because it was the Road to Rose Battle. Road to Rose Battle we did, and uh, we did both seasons in, like, in different places. We went to Austin, and we went to Denver, and we went to L.A. and New York, um, Chicago. Yeah. So I'm confused then, because yeah, I Atlanta. thought there was Rose Battle. I thought Road to Rose Battle... It was like a precursor. So it was almost like, like you know, the, the Road to the Final Four? Yeah. We're going to see what teams are going to... Yeah, they would do a, a Road to Rose Battle, and we kind of pick... Certain people we like in uh, in those cities uh-huh. to be a part of uh, the big show. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was like five seasons of Rose. <laughs> no, no, no. I wish. Yeah. Because I just watch everything online and I just kind of go, oh, what's this? Uh, yeah. My app because I don't watch yeah. the television. Yeah. Road to Battle was a little grittier. I, I dug that one a little more than the big show. The big show was a little glossy. So it was fun to go around and like, you know, and see how Rose Battle influenced the culture of stand-up in that town, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, then how, and how they interpreted it, you know? So. Well, I have to say, I watch, um, I watch a lot of YouTube clips mm-hmm. of Rose Battles around the country, mainly like the Rose Battles at the stand, um, but yeah. the ones that they shoot themselves, not pro shit. Right. And I have to say, I mean, New Yorkers are badasses, but I think the writers in L.A. are better. I think really? the roasters in L.A. are better, I do. Interesting. I'll say this. Some people disagree. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I mean, everybody's great. I'm not trying to like start a fucking battle. Right. Uh, I'll say this. Um, that the New York is, is still it's still relatively new to them. Like they're maybe a few years behind as far as the roast battle is concerned. Mm-hmm. So they're still trying to catch up. And uh, you know, a lot of guys just want to do stand up out there. And I mean, all, all those guys are writers. You know, like they they write and write and write and write. So I'd say, I'd say I give them the edge for writing performing i mean that's la's got it and that room is just different you know the right. belly room is just different the stand the belly room is very yeah. very it's it's amazing and it's perfect for yeah. rose battle it's like being in an octagon but it's square right i mean there's no exit yeah <laughs> you know like exactly when you're in there it's you're on it's locked down yeah. here we go there's no escape it's yeah. the, i mean the, the feeling in that room it's like palpable it's crazy. You can really feel it. You can. I mean, it, it's. I've never seen anything like it. I've never felt anything like it. I've never been a part of anything. And I've like done it. tons of shows in the belly room. Nothing yeah. feels like roast battle like in that it. room. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a sport actually. You oh, know? totally. It's nuts. Yeah, at the stand, it's a little more. Um, 
It's a little more boys clubby. I it just it's not the same, you know. I mean, I, but I, I do love their performance. I love their writers out there. I, I, I love, I how love they get that down. club. Yeah, they, yeah. Stand is great, uh, but yeah, the show's just different than ours. I think it's just because the room and dynamic and the people that attend Rose Battle on the West compared to the East Coast are different. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. Um, okay, so let's talk about what happened recently. So okay. you guys debuted in the UK, mm -hmm. and what happened? So the UK, uh, they came and saw it when it was in Montreal back in 2015. And uh, I think they had been kind of sitting on it. And then I think they waited to see how it would do in, in America. And Jimmy Carr is their guy. He's like their Jeff Ross, basically. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, Jeff Jimmy Ross. Carr's funny. Yeah, yeah he's, he's an international man of crazy mean jokes. <laughs> he's, he's incredible. Uh, and he's a great friend of ours. So he, uh, he was the biggest name we had when we did it before it was on TV. And he won the first, like, tournament Rose Battle, you know what I mean? When it was that Just for Laughs. Oh, wow. So when we did it on TV, he lost to Earl Skakel right before the semifinals, right? And that was a big deal because we, we all thought Jimmy was going to win. Uh, and so then they, I think they approached Jimmy and said, hey, we want to do it over here, and you're going to be the host. And then Jimmy reached out to myself and Jeff and was like, hey, I can't do this without you guys. You want to come over here and, like, Rose Battle UK it? And we said, fuck yeah. So we went over there, and it was... It's a, it's just different, you know. They're not uh they're charming people. They don't they don't roast, you know. They're uh they're panelers, you know. They're, mo they're about paneling and right. just you know, yeah. Panel shows are huge in the UK. I mean, that's all they do. Yeah. And they're so good at it, you know. Um so this was a little different and uh and you could see that and they they treated it differently too. They didn't treat it like a normal roast battle. Some did, some didn't, you know. Some went out of the box. Uh and the language is different. Like they do speak English, but there's different dialects, you know. Right. So it's just so like some of the things I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> and I was like, That's we, so we funny. speak the same language, but I don't know what that is. Like uh, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so they like clink each other's glasses after each <laughs> rose? Like that's <laughs> That's that my picture, like, oh of course, darling. Such Absolutely. A nationalist point of view, Sharon. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I just I, I, th I think that's so exciting. And then you got to go to the UK for the first time. What the was first that time, like? It was crazy because I get homesick when I leave L.A. I love L.A. I just love the weather. I, I love just how wide open it is. You know, when I go to New York, I'm not a big fan of New York. I love the people in New York. But the city itself, I just feel like it's so far up its own ass. And it's so expensive and it's so cold. And it's so, oh, me too. Like so I, just, I, it yeah. just stinks all the time because there's trash on the streets. Like, how have you not figured that out yet? It, it, because there's too many people. I mean, I love New York, but you I say that, small right? doses. Okay. I used to live there. Right, right. So, yeah, so you say that, right? That there's, it's just so many people. I, yeah. I get that. So then I thought I, I would hate London because it's supposed to be just like New York, right? But tiny. Like tinier so rooms, exactly. tiny cars. Exactly, so it does be even worse, right? Yeah, and, and in New York, everything's small too. Like every like hotel room is really small. I'm just like, how do people live here? And it's like you're paying so much for so less. You know what I mean? I don't get it. So then when I got to London, I was like, I'm gonna hate this, right? Oh, I fell in love with that place. <gasps> There's no trash that lines the streets. It's pretty. It doesn't uh, smell like urine. No. Really? I know. Even in the bad neighborhoods. That's what I said. No, we went to Brixton, which is supposed to be the the black bad neighborhood down there, and it was perfect. Which is like it's like Silver Lake now over here, or Williamsburg in New York. Right. It's like it's real history. But it used to be like you know the dangerous neighborhood, Brixton. Um, and we shot down there, but it, you know because now it's like all cleaned up and. Wow. Yeah, it's really dope out there. I mean, I, I was, I was, oh, I mean, I, I was, I shouldn't say impressed because that sounds condescending or pretentious, but I was like, I was taken aback. I was like, this place is perfect. You know, there's wow. so many walks of life here. Um, everybody's so polite, obviously. And this is going to sound cliche and hack, but the tea is fucking awesome. Is it really? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's crazy good. It's so funny because we have the same kind of tea. Like all my friends who are like always go to the UK, yeah. they love to drink PG tips. 
Like that's th- that's the name of the tea. PG Tips. Really? Oh yeah, that's okay. like that's like their Lipton kind of, but higher end. Uh, yeah. And I've had some PG Tips, and I'm like, I don't get it. No. So I think I need to have it in the you UK, and have, then yeah, I'll understand. It's crazy. It's so good. Really? I wasn't even like a big tea guy before I moved. I, when well, I was you there. had tea today. Yeah. No, I drink just tea now. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Pretty soon you're gonna be wearing skinny pants and vests. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like pea coats. Yeah. It's oh yeah, totally. Sweet. Um, and we went with like a, a, a great time of the year. We went like the last week of September, so it wasn't oh, perfect cold, fall it weather. Hot. It was gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, we stayed right like uh, in the Parliament area, Westminster. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know like the, about the uh, the happy hours out there. That's a really big thing. What is it? So like you know, I guess after people get off, they go to the pubs. Or even like during lunch, they go to the pubs and it's just like drinking outside. It's like fucking spring break with like suits on. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, it's just like people are outside drinking, having a good time. It's you can't even get around because it's every lunch or every like you know after work after work happy hour. It's just people outside drinking pints and just in suits having the best time. So when is our happy hour? Is it like here four yeah. to seven? Yeah. I feel like they should have it later. That's why I never get to go to happy hour. Yeah, no, it's I mean, yeah, like they shut like they shut shop down at like twelve or you know before two. Wow. That's awesome. That's crazy. It's so cool. The food's great. Yeah. Yeah, You'd think the food wouldn't be great. The food's great. I I wouldn't think the food would be great. Mm -hmm. I think the food would be disgusting. Exactly. It's not bad. And it's fabulous. You know what it is? It's the Indians. There's a lot of Indians there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're into Indian food, you know. I love Indian food. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. They spice it up. So good out there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, what's next? What is next? Um... Well, you mentioned earlier in the podcast yeah. there's going to be a season three. There's is that official? Season three. That's official. I can Whoa, say that. Whoa, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's going to be dope. Um, so that's going to come this summer. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be different. It's not going to be a tournament this time. It'll be more like the U.K. version because the U.K. version um, was something we were looking at, but they kind of beat us to the punch, which is it's more theme battles, right? Because in the U.K. they had a father and son battle who were both comedians. <gasps> Which was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, they had a husband and wife battle who were both comedians. They had uh, people who were best friends who podcast together, you know, other best friends. You know, it was, they, they really themed it, made a storyline, you know, almost like, a, like wrestling. Like the, the I WWE like it because does. you're more invested in the battle because you know they have a path, they have a, a, a history. Yeah, I feel like in here we did it backwards. We shouldn't have done the tournament first. I mean, you're literally doing a sport that nobody knows. Right. right so why are they going to watch it? And they're going to invest in a tournament because then you're going to lose interest in a person you don't who, you know, know what that guy is and he's already gone. You know? If you did it the way the UK did it first, which is you invest in, like, you know, some people you know. Oh, I like this comic. Oh, yeah, I like that comic. He's battling that guy. It's perfect, you know? And then if, it, if the demand is there, then do a tournament, you know? So, right. So I really dug what they did, and it fucking killed over there. It, like, it, it's the highest-rated show on Comedy Central UK in, in the history of the, sh- of the channel. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so can we talk a little bit about the business of your deal? Yeah. So do you ha- is it, did a production company, did you attach a production company prior to going to network, or, or, or was it the other way around? See, I wish I would have done that. In, in hindsight, I learned that I should have done that. We should have done that first, but we took it to the network because Jeff's really tied with Comedy Central, and uh, he trusts them, you know. And yes, yeah, so and they then they attached a uh, production company, Tenth Planet, which is Joel Gallon. Yes. If you know Joel Gallon, he did uh, not another teen movie. A little bit. Uh, yeah, another teen movie. He he directed Chris Rock's third special. He did a lot of the. He used to do the movie awards. He still does them. Still does the movie does? awards and the spirit oh, awards. I thought, yeah. I thought Mark Burnett took the movie awards away. No, the VMAs. VMAs, right, right, right. right yeah. He used to do the VMAs yeah, as well. Yeah, so he does yeah. the movie awards and the uh, and the spirit awards. Yeah, so that's his thing. Tent pole events mm-hmm. and live. That's his thing. That's Joel. So That's yeah, Joel. so he's our yeah he's our director and um, our our big producer. Nice. And yeah, and then the network of uh, Comedy Central. So, so do you have any other shows? Like, what's you have season what have we done three? Since? Let's see. Yeah, we got season three coming up. Um, 
But is this like lit something up inside of you where like, I don't know what your MO was when you started mm -hmm. doing stand-up. If you were just like, I'm going to be a stand-up comic and let's just see what happens. Right. Or I want to be on a sitcom. I've always wanted to be a, sh a content creator. Oh. So you've done it. And mm -hmm. it's like, it may, was that your MO when you first started? Or is this something that you didn't realize was possible? And now you're like, oh, now I want to create another yeah. show. Well, you know what it is? It's like I started stand-up down in San Diego, right? I was there for like two and a half years. And then I moved up here. Um, and when you're in San Diego or like a second tier market doing stand-up, you're just like, I'm just going to be a stand-up, you know? You don't right. know any better when you move to L.A. or New York. Then when you move to L.A., especially, you learn that you can't just do stand-up, right? Because it doesn't really pay, you know, in Los Angeles. You have to do it because you love it, and it's always going to keep you on your toes, almost like going to the gym, right? So when I moved to L.A., I was like, oh, you have to do everything. You have to be a content creator because that's, that's what they're going to buy. They don't care about your stand-up. I mean, like, you know, at that point, it's like Dane Cook's here. You know, Chappelle's here. Louis C.K. is yeah, here. Yeah, they're going to kick like you off. The, I've Amy been bumped here, by yeah, here. Chris like Rock everybody's here. David yeah. Spade. I'm like. Yeah, they don't care if you do stand-up. Like, no. If you act and then, like, you know, something breaks and you do stand-up, cool. Great for you at that point. But, mm. yeah, you can't just do stand-up. You have to do everything. So when... Um, yeah, I was I was like writing on like you know internet shows before I got before I did, you know the Rust Battle broke, other things like that. And then when the Rust Battle broke, it was like oh shit, now I'm like another category, and now I'm like not just an an EP, I'm like I'm a creator. So yes. you know now it's like I get invited in those rooms. So it's which is fantastic. It's nuts. And being black, you don't really get a lot of those shots. And like being black and a content creator, it's almost like you're a unicorn. They love that shit. Well, you should talk to the Hughes brothers. <laughs> I love the Hughes brothers. I love their <laughs> I do too, their but movies. they're like, I, I love their movies. But I feel like they don't work as much as they should. Like, I, all I want to do is watch Hughes brothers movies. Yeah. You, I oh still listen to my soundtrack from Dead Presidents. Presidents, right? Yeah. I was the only white person that knew who somebody was dressed up as. I yeah. was like, that's my favorite movie. He's like, what is Dead Presidents? I'm like, you're Lorenz Tate. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, that's, ugh. Anyway. Oh, I'm so yeah, they made my favorite movie, which is A Menace to Society. I fucking love the Hughes Brothers. They're brilliant. Yeah. Did you see From Hell? I saw From Hell. I wasn't that big a fan of From Hell. It was cool. I was just, I just, yeah. I thought it was all right. I yeah. mean, I think if I were more invested in Jack the Ripper, but I, mean, I thought they did a fantastic job. And, I mean, it's like, I mean, the, yeah, come on, it's a horror film, but I, I don't I'm know. Like one it wasn't executed right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm one of the few girls that isn't like, I, I love murder and real crime and all that shit, but only if the woman kills the man. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole genre for you, by the Very way, limited, on TLC though. and I mean, just uh, Alien Warno's documentaries, network. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, called, no, it's called Snap. Snap is a show where they talk about women who kill their their husbands. It's not always killing, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I need to watch it. I don't watch. I yeah. I I watched a couple episodes of Snap, mm. and I was like, mm. Uh, you the do production it value is uh, right, 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 right. You know so what I mean? Like, I want to see some. <laughs> jump on that show and be like, we can make this better. We can make this better. Yeah. Let's actually kill a man and shoot it. Just don't tell anybody we actually <laughs> killed somebody, and I think that'll make it more realistic. I want to hear their screams. I love that you just admitted that. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, so um, I'm trying to think of how I can wrap this up. You're getting in those creator rooms. Yeah. It's a whole different level. It's fun, man, because you know now it's. Here's what it is now. It's um, and somebody described it as such. It's like now they feel like roast battle is another pillar because roasting used to just be like not a secret thing, but it was like it was a it was, it was a, a taboo Friars genre. Club exactly. Thing. It was just it was it was very minimal and small. It wasn't as big as it is now. Now it's like you see it on you know Instagram or social media all the time. Like let's roast him. Let's roast this. Let's roast that. People who've been on the, on roast battle are now getting jobs to punch up scripts or to like to punch up you know all kinds of things or to go in and get jobs or hey can you roast this for me? Can you roast that for me? A lot of the jobs I get now. It's like, hey, can you just come in and just, you know, consult with us and just uh, tell us how to roast, you know? It's it's a it's another now it's another pillar I feel like in 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 the genre of comedy. So you have stand up, you have sketch, you have improv, and now you have roasting. 
you know? And Rose Bell kind of help push that to the forefront, I feel like. And it's in so many countries. It's in one, two, three continents. It's in Australia. It's in the U.K., it's in America, obviously. But their own versions or your show? The show that they aired no, here in the is, States? I mean, not, not even on TV, I'm saying. This is just like, it's, yeah. Got it. Like, Rose Battle is literally in every, I feel like it's in, it, there's a Rose Battle night in every comedy club in America. There's a bunch of them in Canada, right? Now That's it's in amazing. the UK. I want to see Canadians. There's a, tel- <laughs> there's a Rose Battle, actually, Rose Battle first premiered on, um, on in uh, South Africa, Comedy Central. Rose Battle, yeah, Africa. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, there's one there. There's two in, in, Mel- in Melbourne and um, in Sydney, so it's like it's everywhere. Do you get licensing when it goes to different cities? You don't. Did you get? Cre- did you maintain created by credit? Mm-hmm. That's good. We got that, but I mean, that's cool, which is great, right? I mean, it's like it's just at this point, it's it's cool to know that we've 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 helped create or usher in like a new generation of these are gonna be like you know roasters or roast battlers or like you know even stand up comics. You know what I mean? We've inspired mm-hmm. a, a whole generation of it, so. As far as like taking credit for all of it, it's like, yeah, guys are going to go around and say, like, oh, yeah, I, I got this new thing. It's great. You know, and it's, it's fine. But at the end of the day, when I die, my name's going to be attached to it. So that's cool. That's a nice legacy to leave behind. A little bit. Where are you from? I am from, I'm a military brat. So I was born out here. And then uh, we moved to Ridgecrest, or China Lake, I guess was the base. And then I moved to uh, the Fresno area. And then back to Ridgecrest. And then I moved down to San Diego. And then here. Mm-hmm. So what kind of advice would you give to um, a young Brian Moses that hasn't even started out yet but aspires to do what you're doing? What would you tell them? Dude, what I tell a young Brian Moses? Create, create more before you get here. You know what I mean? Like your stage time you're doing is fine. Do as much stage time as possible. But take improv classes. Take acting classes. Take clown classes. You know what I mean? Take stunt classes, you know, really like if you're going to be in the arts, really dive into it. You know what I mean? And then like learn a trade. That way you can (laughs) have some money saved away. (laughs) Great. Where can my listeners find you on social media? Uh, Go to verbalviolence.tv. You'll get the podcast I do. You'll get the Roast Battle clips. You'll get all the battle. My social handle is at Verbal Boxing and my Twitter handle is at Race Banning. Race Manning? Race Banning. So oh, like, Race Banning. Yeah, like, Copy that. Yeah, like Race Bannon from uh, Johnny Quest. Yeah. Just Race Banning. So, uh, and then uh, what's the name of your podcast? Uh, verbal Violence. Oh, it is Verbal Violence. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. Sure, this is so fun and quick. Thank you. You're welcome. You're the best. <laughs>